go to see my own self or hear my own voice. I tuned in on the radio for hours and never heard it. I put handfuls of coins in the machines and watched records turn, but the voice there was no voice of mine. I mean, it was not my voice, not the words that I hear in my own ears when I walk along and look at faces. Our theme today for the program is... It's a penis. I've had some big changes emotionally in the past few months that helped me a lot to focus on, you know, those, those goals, those things that drive me. The whole idea here is to have a better uh, communication ability with our listeners and uh, also have our listeners be able to uh, get in touch uh, with WPKN. Yeah, I think in a way I just have this image of sort of like the radio station sort of gaining its content through the community. That is to say the community as, as we develop the strip, which I think is a really, really great idea. Well, if we have about 40 pieces. Um, I'm a painter and printmaker myself, and, and I have to look back up for tiny bit and let you know personally, I had three small sons who were school-aged at that time. Boy, so you're kind of a kind of living proof of the idea that you can generate so emotions. I'm, I'm, learning. I'm learning. I'm in no way finished. <laughs> I'd like to encourage anyone who's listening you know, if you have a topic, if you have some suggestions, for guest speakers. They can get a lot of information, much more than I've given. I think um, student audiences and audiences of young people all make Yeah, you guys fun. sound good. I think it's a good idea to actually open up the air to the listeners so that they can respond and make it more of a two-way thing. And I want to thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We love PKS. Thanks Bye-bye. a lot. Oh, yes. I hope uh, you love uh, WPKN as well. I certainly do, and I'm the general manager. My name is Steve DiCostanzo. I'm the host of a monthly show called The GM Report to the listeners. And yes, not only do I love WPKN, but I'm really honored to uh, to be one of just a, a few uh, general managers in the history of the station that goes back to the early 1960s. And uh, as I usually do uh, this uh, third Monday, of the month, I have a chance to talk a bit about some things uh, internal to WPKN and also uh, reach out into the community and talk with some of our great partners out there, uh, cultural organizations, arts groups, uh, nonprofits, etc. So today I've got a good lineup. Uh, I'm going to be talking with our head architect for the WPKN move to uh, downtown Bridgeport, to Mr. Duo Dickinson. You'll also uh, be hearing from uh, Shelly Quela, uh, uh, who is the uh, new executive director of the International Festival of Arts and Ideas, Noah Gottbaum and Doris Latore. Uh, they are involved with a wonderful nonprofit uh, helping lots of folks here in the Bridgeport, greater Bridgeport area, building neighborhoods together. And we'll finish up with uh, Keith Mahler, who is the co founder of Premier Concerts. Uh, who operate uh, a number of facilities in our listening area. A couple things about uh, WPKN. Uh, First of all, I just want to let you know that all of the premiums have been uh, sent out uh, from the past drives that we did, the Blues On Air fundraiser, which was just an epic success, and thank you all for participating uh, in that On Air drive. A couple things that are happening uh, in the next uh, week and a half or so. Uh, Coming this uh, weekend, 
we are going to kick off a three-day celebration of all things having to do with uh, Bob Dylan and related bands and uh, related troubadours and uh, cover versions of Dylan and uh, those he influenced. We're going to be doing it Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And the timing is uh, significant in the sense that on Monday, the 24th, uh, it will be officially Bob Dylan's 80th birthday. So you can expect to have a real heavy concentration of Dylan music on that day. And then the coming uh, Wednesday, the 26th, we're going to be uh, finishing up uh, with a film screening of the Martin Scorsese movie about the Rolling Thunder uh, review at the Bijou Theater. So that's uh, uh, something to look forward to with uh, some of the more opening um, uh, policies of theaters. We're going to try to get a few more uh, people uh, in the Bijou Theater, uh, and that's all, all good news for all of us. Now, let me bring in Duo Dickinson, who is an architect based in uh, Madison, uh, Connecticut. Uh, he's a, an architect, uh, he's a writer, and he also hosts a radio show at WPKN called Homepage Radio. As I mentioned, he's based in Madison, Connecticut, uh, graduated from Cornell, has done lots of uh, projects all over the country. And one of the things that uh, I, I certainly think that is fantastic is that he has done some uh, work for 40 non-for-profits. One of those non-for-profits happens to be WPKN. So I'm going to bring in uh, Duo onto yes, the sir. phone. And uh, Duo, I just was uh, telling the folks that uh, how... Um, significant, I think it is, that you have done work for uh, more than 40 nonprofits. And I mentioned that you are the architect of record for our move to uh, 277 Fairfield Avenue in downtown Bridgeport. And we're really thrilled uh, with uh, what you have come up with, uh, with your designs, and wanted just to welcome you to uh, WPKN. Well, it's more than that, Steve. I've, I've I've been on your airwaves now. I think for four years. First with Benny Klein, and and now on my own. And my unending gratitude to WPKN to give me a forum on, on homepage every last Thursday of the month has been an incredible gift to me and to thousands of people that um, are remote stream and podcasts as well as the listeners here. So I want to thank you for that. But you did make one extremely important error. In Uh-oh, what, what, what could that be? Uh, which, which was, of course, we've actually probably worked for about a hundred not-for-profits. Oh, okay, good. Well, I... <laughs> well, because we've done work like this as part of, you know, I've had a firm for about 35 years, yeah. and uh, at least 20 and often 30% of our work starts out as pro bono work for not-for-profits, and I did that consciously because it's just me and then about six or seven employees because the truth is I think just like WPKN, everybody has a choice to either work for themselves or for themselves and a larger purpose. Right, sure. And I, and I think the truth is that, you know, the, the, the pro bono work like we do for WPKN is extremely difficult because there's never enough money, forget about us, just to do the job. But also, there's always an enormous choir of people with input that you want to, well, you really have to listen to. Sure. Because the truth is, it's not like dealing with an individual client or even a corporation. You're dealing with a, a, a part of our culture. 
whether it's you know we we've done a lot of synagogue church and and camp work actually and 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 that plus the housing work we do it puts us in touch with people that never in a million years would ever hire an architect to do anything mm. so being able to essentially be with those people and listen to them and help make something together truly is an extreme joy yeah. so i want to thank you guys for first of all trusting me to have a radio show but but really trusting you guys to have our firm help you make this place. Well, it's, it's extraordinarily re- wonderful. Yeah, it's re- really been a good partnership, uh, and and I, you know, you and Sean have have been so responsive and so uh, intuitive, and also creative, which is great. Uh, how would you explain uh, to the listeners? I mean, what t- uh, if you were to explain a little bit about uh, the project in terms of the look and feel of the new sure. studios? Well, what's really interesting is that it's in a building that's extraordinary. The building itself, the bones of the building, the actual carcass of the building, is a poured concrete automobile showroom storage facility thing. So the ceilings are really high, and the concrete that's there is really thick because it was done, you know, a while ago. It was done over 50 years ago. And the concrete that is there has got great texture, and the actual structure, which are these dropped concrete beams, is at a rakish angle because of the nature of the of, of the, the block that it's in. So automatically when you walk in, you sense the height that's there, and you also sense now we've bared a, a column just sitting out in space. And I'm going to challenge your listeners. I've donated half the cost of of removing all the coats of paint on two of these columns. We need you to step up and 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 give the second half of that column paint removal bid that we have. So we need we need 600 bucks from from any number of people to have both columns be completely stripped of years of paint and expose this beautiful poured concrete with the aggregate the little the little uh, pebbles that are in it has got wonderful texture. Yeah. And and then the other thing which is part of this great height and space is that all the floors and this is a lie, not all of us. The floors are just about all concrete, and we decided early on where we can, we're going to be polishing that so you'll actually see the old concrete and, and sealing it, and we'll, you'll get a feeling of this vibrant texture of the sealed material next to this sort of raw concrete column that we have there. And next to it at one corner, they filled in, maybe 50 years ago, they filled in with large wood planks. I think they're probably either yellow pine or Douglas fir, these planks that we will refinish too. So rather than trying to hide the fact that this was a in- industrial building, in effect, we're celebrating it. And it's this wonderful thing where there's a huge bank of windows that are really tall. That space will be pretty much all white. And the studios are subdivided but connected by large panes of glass. And we're trying to do the lighting so that the lighting, you'll never actually get a sense of looking into a light bulb, but you'll see light being shined onto walls where there will be CDs, LPs, uh, art, uh, the, the usual stuff that you'd associate with WB Can, the amazing uh, historical documentation of concerts and gatherings and all the rest, as well as having uh, flexible lighting so that you can have dropped pendants in certain areas and a whole volunteer desk which will have its own place uh, tucked in a corner and there'll be a couple of really um, performance spaces one in a studio at the far end and even one at the uh, one side of the of the common area that is there so 
performances will actually be part of the broadcasting of PKN in a way they haven't been before. Yeah, no and I think gatherings will be in the space uh, in a way you could never have in the old studio before. So there's an enormous, I would say, flip in the way the space allows PKN to evolve and openness to change, which I find to be just exhilarating. So yeah, I, I think I, it's a I wonderful agree. thing. I mean, you talk about the, the common space. We're calling it also the community room, which is right. right there with all the windows right on Fairfield Avenue. And it really is going to allow us to, to uh, fulfill that mission of uh, engaging our various mm. communities. And it's so nice to be right downtown in that Bijou Square where already there are a number of cultural organizations, mm. gallery spaces, restaurants. So uh, it's, uh, it's very exciting. And, you know, the, we're, as, you, as you mentioned, Duo, and again, we're talking with Duo Dickinson, who's our architect of record uh, for the, um, the new construction of the WPCAN studios in downtown Bridgeport. Uh, we, we, we have that, we're keeping with that industrial feel. We're trying to use yep. all the elements of, uh, of this, um, you, know, you know, exposed ductwork and some wiring, and, and yep. it has this mid-century feel as well to it uh, in terms of furnishings. So it's, it's going to be a, a wonderful place. And thank you again for uh, all your support. You know, It's a real pleasure. I really appreciate the fact that you had faith in what we did. And, and also it's a guest getting to see humans that are here on the radio. So that's always a wonderful thing. Um, and we're going to have a walkthrough today. I was over there earlier yep. this morning, and it's a beehive of activity. We've got uh, uh, sheet rockers and duck work uh, going on, and uh, we've got some uh, uh, carpentry going. So it's, yep. uh, it's really quite, uh, quite a remarkable uh, situation. I think people will be shocked and delighted when they see that the things that everybody loved about the PKN studios, the banks of CDs and LPs, those will be represented on, on walls. And the fact that we are, we, you, we, I guess it's we, we are able to really keep the, the seminal recordings that, that we have in high-density storage, uh, essentially cabinetry and, 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 and machines, really, that are set into deep into spaces that are in the building itself. So that while it's much more open than the original studios, it still has that storage capacity and also that iconic reference back to the incredible history of WPKN that will be living in this new space. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Duo. We appreciate uh, your time and Anytime. all your great efforts, and uh, we're going to be looking forward to uh, move at some point midsummer. We're not exactly sure, uh, yeah. but uh, no major glitches at this point. Everything has been uh, going pretty much to uh, schedule, and that's, uh, that's a good thing. Watch out. I'm going to bring color samples. Watch out. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Thank you, man. All right. See you. And we're going to take a, a quick, quick break, and uh, we will be back with uh, the executive director, uh, Shelley uh, Quela, uh, from the International Festival of Arts and Ideas. Uh, and just stay tuned. We're going to do a little bit of musical break and uh, come back to the GM report to the listeners soon.
And back we are on the GM Report to the listeners. I'm Steve DiCostanzo, your host of a monthly show that takes a look at some things taking place at WPKN and also inviting in some uh, executive directors from different nonprofits and also some of the arts and uh, cultural organizations uh, in our listening area. So uh, we're actually waiting on a, our guest uh, who is um, uh, putting out a couple of uh, small brush fires at the moment, uh, the festival executive director, uh, Shelley uh, Kuala, and um, it, the uh, International Festival Arts and Ideas has officially started uh, uh, just a, a few days ago, and it is uh, one of the premier uh, arts festivals in our area for sure. It's uh, uh, last year was the 25th anniversary, uh, a little bit uh, muted because of uh, the COVID uh, situation. Uh, everything had to be uh, virtual. This year, the festival official start was May 14th. It's going to run all the way through to June 27th. And uh, it is the, the 26th uh, festival, has a whole new uh, crowd of uh, people involved in running uh, the operations. WPKN is going to be a media partner. Uh, and uh, the new executive director uh, had a chance to talk to a few weeks, uh, a few weeks back and also some of the other uh, people that are involved, uh, Maliki Eason, the festival's director of programming and community, Roz Gilhuli, who's the director of development, also uh, Laura Ehrlich, who is the director of marketing, and Allison Hadley, who is uh, the press representative. Uh, we had a chance to talk about our involvement with WPKN and the festival over the last decade or so. And uh, it's always been a very uh, strong relationship in the sense that often uh, when the uh, organizers of the festival would be actually thinking about some acts that they might be bringing in, from especially from an international perspective, they would uh, reach out to WPKN and some of the programmers here to see if there were any uh, artists that uh, we might like to suggest that they uh, take a look at. Uh, to bring to the festival. And uh, this year, um, based on previous discussions that I had uh, with the uh, the team there, uh, it primarily is still going to be a virtual uh, type of event. Uh, but just like it was last year, um, a lot of the programs are free, 200-plus uh, free events. Um, and... Uh, the tickets have already gone on sale for some of the uh, ticketed um, items, but most of them, there are not that many that are that are actually ticketed, uh, but some of the uh, events that they're holding on the village uh, in, in the New Haven Green, they're going to try to do four rather, um, you know, expansive type of programs like they've done in the past, uh, though they have to be a little bit more careful with how they're going about the ticketing aspect rather than just having people walk in uh, to uh, the the green. They're actually asking for uh, those of you who are interested to go online to artidea.org and make reservations. Uh, and I believe they are looking for reservations in, in pods of four. And 
so some of the uh, I know some of the like the big large dance events that are going to be taking place. One in particular, the um, uh, Equality of Night and Day, the first glimpse by uh, the choreographer Ronald K. Brown. That's on on June twentieth. Uh, that's going to be a situation where you're going to have to get uh, you know reserved tickets, um, and the uh, the whole theme of this year's show the the festival itself uh, they usually try to have some resounding theme and it's in, in this case it's imagine imagine New Haven imagine uh, a world without frontiers uh, imagine music imagine theater uh, imagine a better world imagine yourself at festival 2021. Uh, and lots of very uh, interesting um, activities, uh, as usual. Uh, in, in this case, there's a couple of, uh, they're, they're, they're doing a, a drag, a large drag uh, show performance that's uh, tied in with the uh, New Haven Pride. Uh, there's going to be a, a, a cocktail tasting um, uh, event, truffle making, uh, paddleboard yoga, hair art, uh, there are going to be some fresh performances, uh, taking a new looks at uh, at Shakespeare, at gospel music, and uh, one thing is uh, for certain there is a, a real eclectic mix, and that's one of the reasons why WPKN has been particularly active in helping to be a, a marketing and media partner over the years. Uh, some some great uh, great events have have taken place certainly on the green. We've had. Uh, Usually we had every year a picnic where we've uh, brought out uh, WPKNers and had a special spot, uh, you know, on the green, and th that was always a lot of fun. So it's a little different. I mean, we're still coming out of the uh, pandemic uh, era, so it's it's not like it's a uh, it's a free for all. Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, still going to be a lot of. Uh, you know, there will be some distancing and and they have not made the decisions to to do too many indoor fully ticketed um, items i know that this uh this weekend they have uh, put together uh the, kind of the first uh, the first phase of the series it's a virtual neighborhood festivals uh in four neighborhoods uh in and around the new haven area so they are the the hill uh New Hallville, West Rock, West Hills, and Dixwell. And what is happening is they're presenting virtual neighborhood festivals organized by a, a variety of committees of community leaders and artists in each of those neighborhoods. Um, and uh, that is going to be kind of the, the kickoff. Um, otherwise, uh, it is going to basically uh, kind of... Uh, unfold more or less mostly during the month of June and there's going to be uh, some really uh, you know remarkable uh, musicians as well and it's multicultural uh, there is a real strong um, uh, domestic and focused kind of community look at artists musicians performers playwrights etc in the greater New Haven area uh, so I think that um, the best thing that you could do 
is uh, to find out more information about the International Festival of Arts and Ideas in New Haven. Again, that runs, it's already officially started, but it's a big weekend coming up, and it runs through June 27th. Is the um, website artidea.org. Uh, that is a, it's a, a, you know, packed with all of the different uh, daily uh, events. And of course, um, in keeping with the, uh, the idea of ideas, they have a large number of virtual panel discussions, uh, which is um, really kind of central to differentiating this from just a, a performance type of uh, series. They, they, they have uh, hundreds of fascinating uh, panel discussions that are looking at questions and, uh, and, and offering discourse on any number of things happening, not only in our homes, but on our streets, in our schools, uh, and in our government as well. So, again, that is uh, the International Festival of Arts and Ideas, <clears throat> artidea.org, is the um, website. And we will try to reprise uh, some comments with uh, Shelley uh, next month. It'll be about the middle of the, uh, the festival. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with our next guest. sure that we have uh, everybody properly mic'd up here on this uh, Zoom call. Uh, so I've got uh, Noah uh, Gottbaum. Noah, are you there? I'm here. All right. Fantastic. Good. Well, good to have you uh, as part of our GM report uh, to the listeners. And uh, uh, so also we let me just go through and introduce uh, who we have. Noah Gottbaum is the CEO of a, a very, you know, kind of a wonderful nonprofit, yet another, yet another uh, wonderful nonprofit in uh, Bridgeport. And uh, uh, he, he is also joined by uh, Doris Latour. Is it Latour? Yeah. Uh, Latour. Latour, good. Yeah. And also, uh, I believe that uh, Charlie Griggs is, uh, is on the phone, or at least going to be participating. Charlie, how are you doing? 
I'm doing well. Good to see you again, Steve. Yeah. I'll be in a listen only. Okay, good, good. Well, uh, Charlie was, in fact, uh, the go-between because I've known Charlie for a, a, a while, fellow Black Rock resident, and uh, <laughs> he's done a lot of a lot of good things in the community. Uh, I remember this uh, nonprofit as, I believe it was the Bridgeport Neighborhood Trust. Is that, was that the same? Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now I think I guess you've you've gone through a little bit of a, a of an alteration with the name. It's now the uh, building neighborhoods together. And uh, so Doris Latore is a deputy director, and, and Noah is the CEO. Maybe you could, uh, for our listeners, uh, talk a bit about um, kind of the mission statement and and uh, what uh, what you're focused on uh, with uh, Bridgeport Neighborhood Trust. Happy to do that, Steve. Thank you so much for having us on. Um, we were Bridgeport Neighborhood Trust. Uh, we are now building neighborhoods together, but we we are still an always BNT, as people people know us well. Um, our mission is to uh, end housing insecurity, income inequality, uh, and provide a broad range of uh, housing services for the community. Um, one of the reasons our, our housing, uh, we uh, own and manage uh, 250 units in Bridgeport in four neighborhoods in the East End and the South End and the, and the East Side and in an area we call Downtown West. Uh, so we're really uh, the most active affordable housing nonprofit in terms of building and managing. Um, and those are all in, in Bridgeport, as I said, but we're expanding outward. And uh, how long, we also, how long no, has, the, has the nonprofit uh, been in operation, roughly? The nonprofit's been in operation for about 30 years, but um, really in our, in our current incarnation, it's been about 15 years where we really started from a one-person uh, one shop, and now we have 25 employees, uh, almost 500 tenants, um, and, uh, as I said, 250 units in 20 buildings spread throughout mm. Bridgeport. Right. Um, well, we're kind of coming, you know, through uh, a rather unique experience for all of us. And but certainly for those folks who are, uh, you know, we're dealing with housing, dealing with, uh, you know, r rentals and, and rising, you know, rising uh, payments and. Uh, a situation where they perhaps had lost their employment and, uh, you know, it's just, it's been, it's been brutal certainly for so many renters and, and uh, people that are uh, economically disadvantaged. I, I would imagine, you know, in your case that, that, that's been, was an uh, acute uh, situation. You must've been very, very busy. Yeah, we're in a, we're in an interesting situation, uh, Steve, because, um, not only are we uh, a landlord, but to to folks who we are landlord to veterans, to single mothers, to transitioning foster youth, to the disabled, to seniors. Um, uh, we are also and and dependent on the rents that they pay mm -hmm. and the rents that the government pays. But we're also a housing counseling agency, which Doris runs, uh, and a very active housing counseling agency. And we provide the range of services to get people from uh, homelessness and housing insecurity 
up through uh, benefits assistance, um, eviction prevention, foreclosure prevention, and uh, to build wealth through financial literacy and home ownership. We have a very big home ownership. We, we saw almost 3,000 people last year came through our doors or our virtual doors mm -hmm. um, where we are assisting them with a range of different housing services. Um, I'm going to have Doris let you, let you know about those. But sure. we, are, we are both a landlord that is uh, that is trying to get its tenants to be able to pay the rent um, and also uh, a housing counselor where we are working with uh, with tenants throughout the state because that's really what Building Neighborhoods Together does um, outside of Bridgeport, inside of Bridgeport, but throughout the state uh, and helping them get the services they need uh, to really build wealth. Um, I'll Where, let Doris talk a little yeah, bit about that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate that. It's Noah Gottbaum, the, uh, the CEO of uh, this uh, wonderful uh, nonprofit uh, based in Bridgeport. Uh, it, the CARES Act, uh, obviously one of the more important uh, uh, stimulus bills that were, uh, was passed by the Congress. I would imagine and I would hope that the CARES Act was had a lot of money earmarked for some of the activities that you do and also that Doris is responsible for. Yeah. Doris, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's correct. So part of we have a specific um, area where we provide under which umbrella where we provide our services, which is the Empowerment Resource Academy. And under the Empowerment Resource Academy, we sort of house all of the services that we do for financial literacy, rental assistance, repurchase counseling, fair housing, and all of the things that encompass the actual services that we deliver uh, to the public. Um, under the CARE Act, we have we are part of the Unite CT program, which is a which is a rental assistance program that helps folks that are behind on their mortgage or think that they're going to or they're struggling to pay rent due to COVID, mm -hmm. um, due to COVID nineteen. And under that act, there's up to ten thousand um, dollars of assistance going back for overdue rent and going forward. Um, up to six months. So there is help. And in order to get that assistance, people can call a number and, you know, we help them through the pro through the process. We walk them through the process and help them uh, get that money. In addition to that, there's, a, there's assistance for utilities. Uh, as right now for electricity bills up to $1,500 on also under the CARE Act. Mm -hmm. So folks can uh, tap into the rental assistance program as well as into the um, utility assistance program um, if they have any hardship due to COVID. And, um, and, and who is yeah. who is the um, the audience? Uh, who you know what what uh, are there are there income cutoffs or anyone that's making that's eighty percent or below the medium income. It's, you know, could apply. Mm -hmm. um, and if people are not sure, one, they can go to the United City website and look at the income guidelines, or they can call us. And we'd be happy to walk them through the process, double check if they qualify. And if they do, we help them fill that application and do all of the logistics that they need to do in order to apply for the program. Um, some of the other things that we offer, we are offer pre-purchase counseling. We do 
three to four uh, workshops at a week. One of the things that we have to do, we always wanted to go virtual. That's one of the goals that we had prior to COVID. But once COVID happened, we had to sort of, you know, just do it. Right. And so we move our we'll move our uh, our delivery uh, to to virtual. So we do a lot of our workshops uh, via Zoom, mm-hmm. and we meet with folks one on one. Via Zoom or face to uh, FaceTime and whatever works for the folks, so they don't actually have to come here. We can serve people all over Connecticut because they can just, you know, we can we can communicate with them um, through any other of those mediums. Mm. Um, we all, our wanted, services, all of our services are free to the public. Okay. Wow. Yeah, there's all free services. We do not charge for our services. We are the only agency in Connecticut, uh, HUD approved agency that provides reverse mortgage counseling for uh, senior citizens that are looking to tap into the equity in their homes. A lot of times this is very helpful if somebody's struggling and might lose their house. Mm. This might be a tool for them. And we're the only um, certified counselors to provide this this, uh, service in Connecticut. Um, One of the other things that I like to mention that I like to point out is that we are uh, one of two um, fair housing um, agencies in the state which provide outreach and marketing for fair housing, both on the regular and on the COVID. Uh, we were the only agency that received COVID, um, fair housing COVID uh, money to inform the public about the rights and responsibilities under um, under COVID nineteen, how they can you know how they can look out for discrimination and so on, and how they can we can follow up with them and make sure that they you know file a complaint and so on. So we can do that. Uh, we want to point that out. We have uh, a hotline uh, that we like people to call if they feel that they have any housing discrimination for any issue. This is the place to come. A lot of people don't know we're the only ones in this part of the state that provide that service. Um, so we want to make sure that people that people know that and that they reach out to us um, and if they have any any questions or concerns um, regarding the fair housing, the, the rights. Good. Let's give out some numbers as well, because yeah, I'd like I'd like to uh, again, we're talking with the Bridgeport Neighborhood Trust. And and my hunch is that there is uh, probably a, a lot of funding that goes unclaimed. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but I mean, it seems like a lot of times these programs roll out and half the battle is just getting information out to the end user. And so that's why I hope that we can accomplish some of these goals uh, now. Uh, and if you could just talk a little bit again about the website uh, for more information and also some phone numbers. Happy absolutely. To take absolutely. So you're absolutely right. It is a challenge sometimes to let people know um, all of the wonderful things that we are offering and all of the services that they're entitled to for free. Like Noah said, uh, we don't charge for any of our services. People can come and get a three, uh, a, a three bureau credit report, get a review. We help them with, uh, you know, work under credit for free. There's no agency out there that provides this service for mm. free like we do. Uh, so we have a hotline for fair housing. The hotline for fair housing is 1-800-212-1691. If they have any questions, concerns regarding their fair housing rights, please contact that number, 800-212-1691. Our website... If you, feel, if you feel like you've been discriminated against in any way, shape, or form, having to do with your age, your ethnicity... Your racial background, nationality, yes, disabilities, na- mm-hmm. disabilities, nationality, um, we can help because it's prevalent. 
if you've been sick with COVID and someone and you and you feel like a landlord uh, or a, a seller is is discriminating in some way, shape, or form, um, call that number one eight hundred. Sorry, Doris. Yeah, one eight hundred two one two one six nine one. Okay. No, that's then, excellent information because, uh, and and then that's for rent and also utility help, correct? So for the rent and utility, uh, they can, yeah, they can call a regular number, which is 203-290-4255, 203-290-4255, or visit our website, www.bntweb.com. Dot org. Okay, so that's they, again, that's bntweb.org. Yep, right. They can call us and you know, there's always together bntweb.org. And, and that, that is for anybody across the state, it's not just Bridgeport. Yeah, yes. now, are there is there still uh, some sort of uh, eviction moratorium that's going on in, in the state of Connecticut? There's still one. There's still one in place. We're not sure what's going to happen after June, uh, but there is one in place right now. Um, that does not mean that people are not getting and uh, the, the people are not going to court and getting evicted. There are some rules. If you are more than six months behind on your rent, your landlord can file and you can be evicted. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Some people say, well, there's a mandatory and they're not going to, you know, I'm not going to be evicted so they don't seek help. Please seek help. Right. Help is here. This is what this money is here for. And they should seek help as soon as possible because they could still be evicted if they fall under certain circumstances. Steve, we should be very clear on that because even with the moratorium, um, again, people can be evicted if they're more than six months behind. And if they're less than six months behind, they still owe the rent even if they haven't paid it. Right. And so... And so having access to Unite CT and this rental support up to $10,000 and up to $1,500 for utilities, and it goes back six months and can go forward six months, is uh, incredible. You just have to show that you've been impacted financially by COVID, Mm -hmm. whether you've had a hit to your income or your expenses have gone up. And it's for people who are at uh, 80% of the area median income. And so that means if you're a family of four and you're making uh, $80,000 or less, you're eligible for up to uh, $11,500 in help with rent and utilities. So Hmm. just call us, 203-290-4255. That's 203-290-4255. Look at, go on our website, bntweb.org. Look up the Unite CT program. That's the rental assistance program. You have the number on the fair housing because you have a lot of services. There are a lot of services right now that are available to people, and we want you to access them. Mm, and we are able to help people with, with all of the services virtually. And for Unite CT, if people are struggling because you know everything is done online, we have peer we have folks ready to help them get on, you know, get in front of the computer with them to apply. They can come to our office. We have access to our te- to technology in our office where they can come here, apply. In a, we provide them with a computer so they can apply from our office. They have live assistance here, someone that will be here to help them, help them upload all their paperwork so they can get it through. And uh, they just got to call us for the times that we're here but we're pretty much readily available for them 
Um, we're gonna have we have people now available all the time uh, to right. help them um, fill out the application. Thank you. Well, that, that's that's uh, uh, Doris Latore, who's deputy director, and we also heard from Noah Gottbaum, who's the CEO of the uh, uh, Building Neighborhoods Together uh, nonprofit, doing some great work. And uh, again, you can always go to bntweb.org for more information. Charlie, thanks for setting this all up. Appreciate it. And uh, let's stay in touch. And I know that we're going to be also running some on-air PSAs as well to support. Yes, that's right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve. And we'll be back with uh, our next uh, guest uh, after this uh, short break. Well, sometimes uh, the GM report uh, goes seamlessly, and other times uh, it doesn't uh, go so seamlessly. But I wanted to uh, uh, thank uh, some of our guests, and uh, we were going to try to get on the phone uh, with Keith Mahler, uh, who is uh, co-founder of the um, Premier Concerts Group that is uh, headquartered in Waterbury, the largest uh, independent concert promoter in uh, Connecticut, but uh, he actually had a had to be called into a, a, a very a quick meeting because uh, he is a very busy individual. Uh, they have just recently opened up the Westville Music Bowl, 
which uh, was created from the old uh, CT Tennis Center that once hosted professional tennis tournaments like uh, the Pilot Pen. I remember spending uh, many, uh, many a day and evening uh, watching tennis, but now this uh, really great uh, rehab of the tennis center into the Westville Music Bowl is uh, complete. They had their first uh, concert just a, a couple weeks ago. I think Gover Government Mule played that first concert. Uh, it's a 5,000-seat uh, uh, performance space that uh, has a, a lot of uh, interesting bands already um, on the uh, initial lineup. Now, uh, in 2015, Premier Concerts acquired uh, local indie concert promoter Manic Presents, and uh, they now have uh, a, a real kind of expansive and, uh, and kind of a wider uh, musical uh, palette throughout the region. Some of the other uh, operations include the uh, College Street Music Hall and also the uh, Palace Theater in Waterbury, uh, the Space Ballroom in Hamden, and of course the Westville Music Bowl. Lots of uh, great, great stuff. So, um, on a, obviously, you know, coming through uh, the pandemic, it's been very, very tricky for theaters and, uh, you know, places like F FTC and Ridgefield Playhouse and Premier Concerts and College Street Music Hall. Um, but that said, uh, it, it's going to be a kind of a wonderful reawakening already. Uh, some of the, the gigs that have been posted up uh, look to, to be very promising. I was going to ask Keith a little bit about uh, what it's like coming through the pandemic uh, and some of the different techniques that they tried, including uh, some uh, farm venues outside up in Morris, Connecticut. But uh, we will uh, certainly be back uh, with them uh, for uh, some further conversations. So I'm Steve DiCostanzo, and I'm your host, and we're going to uh, come back to some regular programming at 1 o'clock, and uh, I'll be with you again next month with further updates on our move to downtown uh, Bridgeport. Uh, if you're just itching to do something to support uh, our efforts at the move and you might be interested in actually sponsoring a shelf in our library you can do that and if you want to do it in your name or you want to do it in honor of uh, another individual or in memory of somebody that uh, maybe uh, grew up listening to WPKN you can do that by going to our website at WPKN.org and make a pledge of support for $89.50 Thanks for tuning in. Support comes from Mocha Westport, presenting the Music at Mocha concert series featuring a diverse lineup of classical, jazz, and pop performances. The concerts will be held outdoors at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Westport, Connecticut through October. A variety of ticket packages are available, including a season pass for all 13 concerts, separate packages for classical, jazz, and pop, or for individual performances. More information at mochawestport.org. 
Hey, this is Kevin Gallagher of Digging in the Dirt, and on Monday the 17th at 5 p.m., you can catch my interview with CBS Sunday Morning Science and Technology reporter David Pogue. He's the author of a new book entitled How to Prepare for Climate Change, a Practical Guide to Surviving the Chaos. That's Monday at 5 p.m. on Digging in the Dirt with David Pogue on listener-supported WPKN. This is FC Buzz on WPKN Radio. A brief look at what's happening around Fairfield County. This is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County and our weekly selection from FC Buzz Events, the best guide to arts and culture in Fairfield County. Find it at culturalalliancefc.org. Tuesday, and Wednesday at 12 noon at the Fairfield Theatre Company, Jib Productions' Play With Your Food presents Outdoors, three irresistible and heartwarming short plays that use humour to explore the crazy things we do for love. Lynn Marie Macy's Sister Resisters, a timely reminder that you never know who you might meet in the ladies' room, In Metonym by Ellen Abrams, a completely false story behind the creation of Roger's Thesaurus, and On the Rocks by Jessica Provence, about a father determined to win the presidency of a Boca Raton condominium association no matter what. Optional box lunches available from the pantry. Tuesday, 8 o'clock, the Westport Astronomical Society presents online Thierry Legou, capturing the most elusive objects in the solar system. One of the best astrophotographers in the world joins the Astronomical Society for an evening of stories from his home in the light-polluted suburbs of Paris. Thierry has traveled all over the planet, capturing some of the most elusive objects in the solar system, many of which last for just seconds. For details on these and hundreds more events, check FC Buzz Events at culturalalliancefc.org. This was FC Buzz on WPKN Radio. My name is Cheryl A. Palmer, the host of Speaking to Your Spirit, where the music will speak to your mind, your body, and your spirit, right here on WPKN 89.5 FM. On February the 2nd, 2021, I suffered a cerebral vascular accident, also known as a stroke. There were no signs or no symptoms whatsoever. I acted fast because every second, every minute, and every day counts. May is Stroke Awareness Month, so please be sure to visit your doctor regularly. Take your blood pressure medications as prescribed. Have that conversation with your doctor if you have any questions or concerns about your health. Exercise, eat right, and control your risk factors. Because a stroke is also known as the silent killer. WPKN has a new feature called Gaiagram. 
airing every Monday at 4.55 p.m. Gaiagram is a rundown of recent environmental headlines from around a planet in crisis. Gaiagram, right here on listener-supported WPKNN Bridgeport, 89.5 FM. Independent community radio broadcasting from the campus of the University of Bridgeport and streaming at wpkn.org.